<clears throat> I told our pastor after a uh, sermon this morning, he may want to save that one for this afternoon. <laughs> I think he, uh, to keep the afternoon crowd alive and awake, that was a truly blessing to be able to be in the house of God this morning and to hear it proclaimed in a way like it was. Every time I think about uh, the lame man being lame for that many years and not being able to walk, and any of the uh, people in the Bible who've had infirmities of that long not be able to, to walk or get up. And uh, what, they don't, what, what I think about a lot of times is that if you've had any kind of surgery on your legs or you've not been able to walk for a, a long period of time, you've actually got to go through a long period of rehab just to be able to learn how to walk again. I had knee surgery and they told me years ago and they told me that I have to actually learn how to walk. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, it should be just get up and, you know, but you have to train your muscles. There's a lot that goes into it. And when God blesses, it's always above and beyond. Always think or ask, you know, it's awesome. Last time we spoke, I spoke at, at Romans 1.20 about the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by those things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without an excuse. You know, the, uh, the planet Earth is the, just happens to be the third planet from the sun. The... Uh, I spoke about the Godhead and how he planted the Godhead and stamped it all over his creation. So those things are clearly seen. And I want to kind of go in that direction. Uh, you know, in our armed forces, the, uh, the Marines have what they call a rule of three. And this thing is where one commander or one chief is in control of three different personnel. And that person below them is in charge of three, and they found this to be the most efficient way and most, the great way. And I read that another day, and I was just like, you know, just another sign of the efficiency of God, because they're one of the most trained military service people we have, but even in the Army, they have the lesson of three. You need to be able to move, communicate, and shoot at the same time, and if you can do those three things, you're considered elite in the Army. Um, but God, um, Paul, if you want to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and 14, he ends uh, his letter to the Corinthians with a benediction, kind of a, a final farewell to the Corinthians. He says in verse 11, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. He says in verse 14, he goes back to the Godhead. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost do what? Be with you all. Amen. He could have said the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And that would have been great. But he, he goes back to the Godhead. I just have a funny feeling that Paul believed in the eternal Godhead. He said, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, 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 whip it on me. That's what my papa used to tell me 
he ate something good, <laughs> ate something good, or somebody said something worth a grain of salt, he'd say, whip it on me, boy, whip it on me. And so you can call me a grace light all you want, but I don't think you can preach too much grace. It's amazing. Why is it amazing? Because it's straight from God. God is great, and his grace is even better. He's, he says in Ephesians 2 and 4, For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the what? The gift of God. That faith is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, lest any should boast. Man has a... It's just inerrant. We have it in all of us. We look at our kids. We look at something that somebody's done. Even our own selves. We're boastful people. It's, it's in us. We're sinners. <laughs> You know, it's real easy to say I'm proud of my kids when they bring home good grades. It's, it's very easy to boast, but it's, we're saved by grace. Paul and Barnabas dealt with this issue of works versus in the uh, book of Acts and 15. Yeah, well, anyways, they're dealing with, they're dealing with, being circumcised, some kind of act that they wanted that the uh, Gentiles coming in to, to the faith, they, wanted, they considered they needed to be circumcised. And they dealt with them. And then Acts is 15 is where I want to go to. Acts 15 and 1, it says, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dimension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain of them should go up to Jerusalem and to the apostles and elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And we're going to skip down through this a little bit, down to verse 10. And Paul asks, says, Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples? which neither are of our fathers nor we are able to bear. He said, but we believe. When somebody asks you, what do you believe? You can go right here. Just like Paul and Barnabas believe, we believe here at Bethel Primitive Baptist Church. It says, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as them. We are saved by grace, ladies and gentlemen. He says in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though yet he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Can you just take a moment and grasp that, that the God of heaven and earth came down here, became poor for your sake and my sake, that we might be rich. The rags to riches story. Can you imagine, oh, Jeff Bezos, whatever, from Amazon, giving up everything he had, gazillions and billions and trillions and whatever else he has of this world's good, coming down to trade places with a poor beggar. It would never happen. But yet, the God of all glory that owns the universe, that's exactly what he did. For you know that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, he was rich, he became poor. He was born into a poor family. He had no, there was no place to end for him. It was a, what he did right there ought to make us get up and shout hallelujah. Thank you for the grace of God. Grace, 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 whip it on me. Call me a, call me a grace light, I don't care. But Paul, in his experience, knew all about grace. 
he asked three times for a thorn to be removed from his side. You always hear about somebody being a pain in, pain in your side, <laughs> you know, a thorn in your side or whatever. But whatever that thorn was, he asked for it to be removed, you know, three times. I've heard a lot uh, said about it, what the thorn was, but it really doesn't matter. Um, the thing that makes most sense to me was that he had to view and see the people's family that he persecuted and consented to their deaths while he was Saul of Tarsus, and now he's having to face those as he's preaching among the people. And that, that makes the most sense, but it, it doesn't tell us. But anyways, God didn't remove it, but he did tell him that his grace was sufficient for him. And if it was sufficient for Paul, it's definitely sufficient for us folks. He says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, having all sufficiency in all things, he's able. That's the God we serve. He is able to give you all grace to bear whatever burdens that you're, you're bearing. He's able to get you through it. He may not remove it, but he'll help you get through it. So Paul here at the end of the, his farewell address, he says for uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and then he, now he doubles down. He says the love of God. The love of God is beyond my comprehension that he would give his only son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And that's what he did. You are his friend. He's not your homie. He's not your buddy. He's your pal. He's the God of all grace, God of all love. But he laid down his life for his friends. He says, 1 John 4 and 10, herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He removed God's wrath from us. He covered us. That's what propitiation means. It's atonement. He covered us from this, the very wrath of God and satisfied God's justice by being the propitiation for our sins. He says, herein, this is love. That's what he's saying. This is love. I'm, I'm taking it for you. I am the... Your substitution. How many times are you going to take somebody else's guilt and somebody else's judgment, trade places with them willy-nilly? Now that's love. That's true love that goes beyond our comprehension. His love is shed abroad in our hearts. So he goes to the grace. He goes to the love of God. And then he ends it with the communion of the Holy Ghost. Now, if the grace of God, and we're experiencing the love of God. Paul tells us in the Galatian letter that we're to be filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Spirit. We're to walk in the Spirit. If we're to walk in the Spirit, we be filled with the Spirit. And God's already the God of all grace and God of all love. He's able to, not only when we fill ourselves with the Spirit, it's always overflowing. You have that walk and that talk with the Spirit. Man is made up of body, soul, and spirit. God has placed his spirit in us, and we're to walk in it. Paul says, here's the three-in-one Godhead, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and communion of the Holy Ghost. Be with you. He wants them to be with them, as he's saying farewell. And as, I'm not going to tell you farewell, but until we meet again, may the grace of Jesus Christ be with you the love of God.
and the communion of the Holy Ghost until we meet next week. I love you. Thank you.